Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Good Dudes Grow. I'm your host, Gary Roberts. On today's show, we have an amazing show once again. Did you know, in fact, that every 38 seconds, someone is arrested for smoking cannabis in the United States? And when it happens, my next guest and his brother are the people you want to call. Why? Because they created something called The Script. The Good Dudes Grow. We help you understand the benefits. CBD and cannabis, yeah. The Good Dudes Grow. We remove the fear of the unknown. By giving you all the facts. The Good Dudes Grow. We bring the unbiased content from opposing views to give you nothing but the facts. I welcome you to the show. The Good Dudes Grow. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Good Dudes Grow. My name is Gary Roberts. I am your host. Our guest today is Mark Wasserman from the Pot Brothers at Law. They've become one of the renowned law firms that actually people call now that when they get arrested for either cannabis use or anything basically in the cannabis CBD industry. Mark, welcome to the show. Listen, we met a little bit on Clubhouse. For those who don't know, Clubhouse is another social media platform to where we actually verbally talk. So it, you're a hell of a funny guy. And I was quite excited to see that you actually agreed to come on my show. But hey, listen, tell our audience exactly how you started in the, I guess, cannabis law industry. Well, all right. So me and my brother are attorneys here in California. I've been practicing since 1996. My brother's been at it since 1986. And wow, back in like 2000 or so, um, my nephew, my brother's kid, was showing a, a green thumb for cannabis and compassion for cancer patients who he knew who, who needed it. And he, he started out as a caregiver here in California. And so we knew that we needed to learn all these laws to protect them. And over, you know, like a 10 year period, we had to represent him seven, eight different times for felonies. And every single case we were able to get dismissed because, well, we were able to get it dismissed because he knew how to handle the cops and he knew how to deal with them and protect his own rights. And when you do that, and cops do unlawful and illegal things, we can expose it and we can get cases dismissed. And then because he was operating properly within the confines of the laws as they were back then, we were able to get all of the cannabis back. So that's really when I became an attorney in 1996, that was when Prop 215 was passed in California, giving cannabis patients rights. And what that meant was when you got arrested as a cannabis patient and you had your physician's recommendation and you, you weren't acting outside the law, then you could get the case dismissed. But you still got arrested. And that's still happening today. Licensed cannabis businesses, people who work for them are still getting arrested and having to spend the night in jail. We get the cases dismissed, assuming they're not doing anything outside the lines, but still happening still fighting that fight. And it's sad that people, uh, you know, I have to tell people you want to get in this business, go like this and be ready to have handcuffs put on you at any time because it could happen. And that's a lot of things. A lot of the, it's not just the people who get into the business, but also the, the law officers that are, that are actually, the laws change all the time. So they're not keeping update. I work as a firefighter and 
we get so many emails and stuff, you know, trying to keep updated the new systems and everything else. Sometimes the officers are just not aware and they're still, even though you're, you have a license to them, it's still technically, you're still doing something wrong, correct? Yeah, or that cop just don't like it. And, you know, it's like you get pulled over, a cop could look at your driver's license and say, I think that's fake. I just think it's fake. So I'm arresting you and you can go tell it to the judge. You know, which is what's happening with 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 those licensed uh, businesses out here. That's that's what's happening. Here's our manifest. Here's our license. Nah, I don't know. You go. We're arresting you anyway. Go tell it to Yeah, judge. that's 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 happened everywhere across the United States. It's it's, it's kind of weird and one hundred percent. So you you guys actually came up with the this thing called the script to kind of help everybody understand what they're 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 uh, they're basically the rules are. It's not like the go-to or end all to everything about you still say you have to go educate yourself on your own laws for every state because here in florida is different than than out there in california but the script still will work to a certain point across the nation correct how did that come up correct uh, throughout the united states of america what we've created as you mentioned called the script copyrighted by the pop brothers at law mark and craig wasserman it's 25 words only 25 words you ever want to use when you are dealing with law enforcement. And there's no reason to say anything more than these 25 words we'll go over. But first, you know, we talk about what where it came from. And it's simply the Fourth and Fifth Amendments of the United States Constitution. You know, we have we have rights here in America. We we don't have to talk to governmental agencies. We don't have to incriminate ourselves. We are free from unreasonable governmental intrusion into our lives and properties. And and that that means searches can't just be done on a whim. And it's that Fourth Amendment that gives us that right. And the Fifth Amendment gives us the right to not incriminate and and to not talk the right to shut the fuck up which is another trademark of ours. When cops ask questions, you shut the fuck up. That's the end of the script. And so when we're talking about the importance of, of knowing your rights, you know, wherever you are and, and, and what we're trying to help people do, kind of like teach an etiquette to getting pulled over and, and how you can maintain all of your rights, remedies and defenses if you have to use them afterwards. Now, when we talk about does the script work in every state, what we need to do is define work. What does it mean for it to work? Because we get messages, that didn't work for me. I, I did that and I got arrested and I, I did that and I got charged. Okay, so to best understand what the script works for, we go through what it doesn't work for, right? What it's not for. The script is not to make sure that you don't get pulled over, that you don't get profiled and pulled over. The script is not to make sure you don't get a ticket. It's not to make sure that you don't get arrested. It's not to make sure that you don't get charged with crimes. It's not to make sure that the cops don't rip you out of the car and beat your ass. And it's not to make sure that the cops don't kill you. Everything I just said happens at traffic stops. And in this day and age, unfortunately, it's incumbent upon us as citizens driving around to be able to de-escalate haywire cops who who knows why they're haywire. They might have a good reason. You know, maybe 
Maybe their partner got killed yesterday. I don't know. You know, cops walk up to traffic stops and get shot in the chest. It happens. They're on edge. You know, they have a hard job. We don't hate cops. People like to sometimes say we do. We don't. We know they have a hard job. We hate bad cops. We hate cops who are violating people's rights and, and all of that stuff. Uh, but we also recognize all the great cops that are out there. And there are we have a lot of officers who follow us, who commend what we do, who realize that what we do not only helps us as citizens, but protects officers, too, if people do all this. So getting back to what it's for to preserve your rights, remedies and defenses so that if the cop goes haywire and rips you out of the car and beats your ass, if you have done what we say to do, you will have a lawsuit. Your family will have a lawsuit. They will be held accountable. It's starting to happen, right? We're starting to see it in these situations, especially always film the police, right? We want to make sure that, that we're getting the recording of it. So knowing your rights and knowing that you don't have to say anything, that's a powerful tool, but also understanding the rights that we give law enforcement. Now, we see many, many videos, somebody getting ripped out of their car. I'm sure you've seen it. Cop breaking the window, ripping them out of the car. Now, when we go, all of them, I've watched them all. I've watched them all, and they're horrible. And what people don't understand is that in any traffic stop situation, the cop has the absolute right to rip you out of the car if you say you're not getting out. Now, cops are supposed to tell you why they pulled you over. They're supposed to tell you you're alleged to commit a crime, I want your ID. They're supposed to do that, but they don't have to. And under case law, starting with Terry v. Ohio, MIMS, and then just a whole slew of case law underneath, that is why Cops have the right to do what they do because if you're in a car and a cop says, get out, no, I don't, I'm not getting out. You can't do that to me. And then you get ripped out, you're screwed because you should have got out because when you say, I'm not getting out and the cop rips you out and pulls you through the window and beats you in their police report, all they have to do is say, thought I saw a weapon. I was clearing the car for my safety and I had to get him out and he resisted and he wouldn't go. That's Terry v. Ohio. That's there. There's a documentary we're involved with called the Terry era. And this documentary breaks down. We go look at the Supreme Court justices during that era. Oh, Justice Black was a KKK member. Oh, all these laws that made it easier for cops to go in and take people of color to jail and arrest them, that's what this series of case law has done. And we've started a hashtag, Overturn Terry. And we're we're, we're creating a movement to try to make some real change. It's not enough to complain and this, and we hear people yelling about it, but what's the solution? You know, And, and, and a documentary that we're involved with is creating a solution, you know, creating the possibility so that if a call goes out and it's a mental health call, 
You know, there's a cop, there's a mental health worker, there's there's other people to go on these calls where cops aren't needed, where bringing force and guns just escalates. And so, but understanding that what we're teaching you, the script and the 25 words, it's not there to make sure you don't get killed, shot or work or, or beat up. You know, it, it, it go ahead. that's that, that's the important thing that you keep saying. You keep reusing that same word, teach you teach you. I think it's the lack of education on both sides that's causing a lot of these issues because these people think they have that right, but yet you don't without knowing what your real rights are. And so like I like in any cannabis situation or like we're trying to do education, the more we educate the people, the better they'll know, the better decisions they'll make. So I agree with you 100% on that. Yeah, that, that and and you know, we find that, you know, a lot of cops out there, like, as you mentioned earlier, they're they're not up on laws, you know. So so, for instance, California smell is no longer probable cause smell alone. And that's changing in some other states as well. But guess what? Guess who doesn't know that or realize that cops. So we're, we're getting cases left and right that um, we can get dismissed. Because cops search for the smell. Now, when you start opening your mouth and saying things, you're going to ruin that. You know, so you re- you just step aside, let the cops do what they're going to do. And then we fight it later. Comply now, complain later. That's got to remember that when you get pulled over. You're not going to win the argument at the traffic stop. You're not going to talk yourself out of it. And on that on that law, I think it's the same thing that's happening here in Florida is that since we do have me- medical cannabis and they just allowed uh, – smokable CBD, it's still the smell that could throw off a police officer, even though the smokable CBD is illegal in the state of Florida. Yeah, that, that's happening everywhere. You know, and that's, you've got you've got hemp distributors getting busted and their hemp taken away. And I mean, I don't even know how to fix all that. You know, the, the well, I do know. Just stop. Just stop with all of it. You know, don't. So who cares? It smells. It's got to stop with all of it, you know, and that's, we still got a long ways to go. Yep. Yep. It's just, it's just a plant. It's <laughs> all it is. People got to understand yeah, that. That it is a beautiful one at that. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. So you came up with the, you came up with the script. You were, you were saying that this is how the whole thing started. And how did you come up with those exact 25 words? So when I first started practicing, my mentor taught me to teach my clients to shut the fuck up. Right. And don't consent. And I had business cards made with shut the fuck up and dunks a long time ago. And so in 2015, when my nephew, as I spoke about earlier, he's the one who told me and my brother we had to get on Instagram and there's no education on Instagram, just this, that, you know, we're old dudes. I didn't know. I didn't know what it was. Insta where? What? You know, I got Facebook. <laughs> and so we figured out. Right, so we actually took what was a joke a joke we made probably 10, 15 years ago, how we're brothers, we smoke pot, pot brothers at law, kind of a funny thing. And so I actually made joke cards years and years ago to give to my cannabis clients, never knowing that January 22nd, 2015, we would create the pot brothers at law Instagram page. And I don't know, we, we, within a week or two, we had like 5,000 people following us. And so I was like, wow, that's, interesting because it took me eight years to get 5,000 friends on Facebook. Exactly. And so I was like, wow, this is, 
something something's happening what what's going on and so i literally spent probably a week 15 hours a day trying to figure out what the fuck instagram was and how we could try to utilize it in some way and ultimately back then it was 15 second tips or 15 second videos and so we created the 15 second tip of the day and we started it focusing on cannabis patients in California because that's who gets messed with the most driving around. And we also wanted to show people, hey, we're attorneys, we use cannabis, nothing wrong with it, and start breaking that stigma. So when we first started with our tips, we did a series of 15-second tips on what to do when you get pulled over. And this was before we created the actual script and just had like, you know, I'm not going to talk to you and shut the fuck up and don't consent to searches and you know, hand your license. And eventually we started getting questions, right, from people following. What if this? What if that? What do you say here? What do you do there? And they're like, you know, we got to come up with a script. You know, I, my, I have an entertainment background. I'm a writer and an actor also. And, and so that's what I was. We got to come up with a script for, to teach people. And so over the course of like two or three months, we went back and forth. It was there was like 60 words and 40. And we were like, we got to just really get it down so it's easy. And our business cards, I'll show you, has the script on the back. And we had gone through four or five different versions of that card as we kept evolving and honing it down and figuring it out until we got the final one here, which 25 words. That's what we, it was, you know, it was like whittling when you do a wood, you know, and just getting rid of, like a sculptor says, they're getting rid of all the negative space, right? Just getting rid of the things that you don't need there. And let's just keep the most important. And so that's, that's how we came up with these 25 words. Why did you pull me over? I'm not discussing my day. Am I being detained or am I free to go? And if detained, you say, I invoke the fifth. And then everybody's favorite part, when cops continue to ask you questions, you shut the fuck up. And that's really, I think, what made us go crazy viral was that everyone likes to say the word fuck. We've given you a, a nice reason to say it in a good way. And that's it. You just got to shut the fuck up when cops ask questions. And each each of the words, each of the phrases are based in laws that matter and the, the case laws. Like, why did you pull me over? Because a cop has seven to eight minutes to write you a traffic ticket or find other independent probable cause to further detain you. Now, when does the traffic stop start? One might think, well, the lights are on, I'm being pulled over, that's a traffic stop. Not necessarily. Maybe your tire's flat. Maybe something's wrong with your car and the cops are trying to tell you. It, may, it might not be a traffic stop, but we know when the lights come on, we gotta pull over to the right. No matter what kind of vehicle is behind you, the red lights go on, you pull over to the right. And so you pull over, the cop stops you, he comes up and he might be very nice to you. How's your day going today? Oh, wow, nice sunglasses you're wearing. Not your friend. Not your friend. That's a trick. That's a trick. So the traffic stop hasn't started yet. All that's happening is the guy pulled you over and he's talking to you. But he's not just talking to you. Believe me, when they get out of that car, they're looking in every crack 
and crevice in your vehicle, in the windows and throughout. They want to see, is there something laying around that's in plain view so I can just start a search right away? Because they don't want to give you a traffic ticket. They don't want an infraction ticket. They want a misdemeanor, a felony. They want to bring good juicy shit back. That's why they look for a reason to pull you over and they look for a way to get in your car. They're not, they're not your friend. And a majority of them aren't out there policing for traffic safety. Okay. It's just not what they're doing, you know? So we have to be ready for that. And we don't want them hanging around as long as they want. No. Why did you pull me over? And of course you're polite. Why did you pull me over officer? Be polite when you, when you use these words, then he tells you, you know, you were speeding, you know, now that now get that ticket going. But he's still looking and talking because the way they're going to get more independent probable cause is when you say something. And you may not even know that you just said something that is incriminating. So he tells you why you pulled over. And then no matter what they say, I'm not discussing my day. That, and that is just the easiest thing to say to any question. No matter what the cut doesn't matter. I'm not discussing my day. Then, then you start finding out which cop you got, right? You get a good cop who's like, all right, nothing really going on here. This guy knows his rights. I don't think, you know what? Get, get out of here. Get on your way. I'm not even giving you a ticket because the next 10 people are going to yap their mouths off. I'm going to get a DUI. I'm going to find drugs and I'm wasting my time here. So gone. And we hear a lot of that. Or you get the cop who hates that you know your rights and he ain't going to be one up. Oh, you think, you know, it's so good. It's going to be worse for you now. And and then you say, well, am I being detained or am I free to go? You know, and now he has a further decision to make. This person knows their rights. I'm looking in their car. I don't smell anything. I don't see anything. I get out of here, you know, or, ah, okay. I don't like the way you look. I don't like the way you're talking to me. Yeah, you're being detained. You're out. I invoke the fifth because you have to. The Supreme Court in their infinite wisdom, has said, you must speak to invoke your right to silence. You must explicitly state, I invoke the fifth, or else anything you say or do can be used against you. And when we say do, the case I'm referring to is a case where a guy was being interrogated for 15 hours, didn't say shit. They ask him about a murder weapon. He goes like this. Wow, a guilty look used against him because he, even though he didn't talk for 15 hours, that wasn't enough. You got to explicitly state that you're invoking the fifth. See, I, so, I, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that if you don't say it, all your body movements and gestures can be used against you. That anything. Yep. Anything you say or do. Right. And it's, it's right there in the Miranda warning. Now let's talk about that for a minute because we get cases, people come in. I didn't read me my Miranda rights. Well, they don't have to. There's no, they don't have to at any moment. When they have to do it is when they're doing what's called a custodial interrogation. You know, you're in custody, you're, 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 you're arrested, and they want to talk to you. Then they have to get your permission and read you the Miranda rights. I don't give a shit about Miranda rights, and neither should you, because that's what the script is. We are teaching that to you. You don't need a cop to read something to you like you're a four-year-old to tell you you have the constitutional right to shut the fuck up. You don't need that. You wake up with it. You live and breathe with it. The only time they have to do it 
is when they're doing that custodial interrogation. So forget about all that. You're invoking that right the moment they come up to you. And you just have to remember, you know, in situations like that, as scary as it might be, that you might get arrested, even though you haven't done anything, you just got to keep your mouth shut, get arrested, bail out, get out, go talk to an attorney. And the and, and if you've done what we've what we're talking about here, and those cops have violated your rights, we can expose it, you know. And and, and for those who are still traveling around in the black market and cannabis, you know, we can't tell you to break laws and you shouldn't do that, but nobody should be arrested for any kind of cannabis. I don't care. Right. You know, and if you've got, if you've got 15 pounds in your trunk, you know, keep, keep it in the trunk. And in fact, when you're traveling around anywhere, keep it in the trunk, keep anything that you don't want a cop to see or anybody for that matter, keep it in the trunk. That's going to be the hardest place for them to get into. They're going to need a warrant or other probable cause to do that. And when they start popping trunks and breaking into trunks and you've shut the fuck up, we've got a great case for an illegal search, which then will lead to dismissals. So very important. Right, right. That 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 thing is a whole amazing. I learned a whole bunch just there. Let me ask you a question. When you guys started going on Instagram and everything else and you started saying, okay, we're going to do the, the pot brothers, were you afraid for your law licenses or did anybody say that's something that's going to come after that? Or was that technically legal or how did you, how did that work? Well, so when we first started this and decided we were going on social media, uh, my older brother was much more worried about it. Uh, you know, he's more conservative than me. He's like, Hey, why well, is the, the state bar going to say something? We're going to be small. Cause the first thing we ever did on January 15th, uh, 2015, we went on a show called Getting High with Adam Hill on Be Real TV. And how that happened was actually my nephew, who I told you about, he came to our office this one day and, and said, hey, I have some friends who are doing a sh- an internet show. They want to talk to attorneys about the laws that are changing in California, and they're trying to find attorneys who will come smoke with them and talk about the laws, and they can't find anybody. And I told them my uncle and my dad would do it. <laughs> And my dad was, or my uncle, or my brother was like, yeah, no. And I was like, oh, where do we go? Let's go. I don't, what, 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 you know? And so we discussed it, how here we're in California. We have our physician's recommendation, which allows you to use cannabis and you can use it in a private place as long as whoever's hosting it don't care. And we'll be real TV studios. They didn't care. So we said, okay, let's go do it. So we went up there. We did this interview. We smoked. We did joints, bombs, dabs, everything. We did it all with with Adam Hill, great host, the highest host, as he says. And we talked about the laws and and as they were changing. And people called in. We did like a two and a half hour interview. And that's what that's actually where we created the Pop Brothers at Law Instagram. We took some pictures with Be Real, you know. And when we put it out there, we decided, look, we're we're not breaking any laws. We have what we have. We have the physician's recommendation. Screw it. Hopefully nothing happens. And nothing ever did. You know, the, and nobody nobody ever came after us. The state bar did it. We never got any kind of negative backlash in court. Or we get that. Well, what happens when you go to court? Well, now I have to mask up. Right? <laughs> this is our mask. <laughs> Perfect. Right in court. I mean, I wear 
I wear it all in court, you know, I mean, in the suit. And, you know, now the bailiffs know who we are. That's to shut the fuck up, guys. You know, and so and that's it's been it's weird. Actually, we had no idea that going on Instagram would lead to celebrity fame and whatever happened. Um, you know, the first when I was at an airport a couple of years ago and I, I was w- with my kid, the shut the fuck up guy. <laughs> it was, you know, it's kind of cool and everything, but it we've made an impact. And, right. you know, we're 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 happy that, you know, it's it turned out that way. And we've just kind of been going with it. You know, I mean, it led to. Tosh.0, we were on that, ridiculousness, licensed our stuff, and the interviews and Forbes and just all over, you know. And then our our uh, podcast that we we co-host now uh, for the last five years, Cannabis Talk 101, and that is a podcast on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, you can hear it. But what's great about that is we are the first cannabis-based podcast news show to partner with a major media conglomerate. So we are 50-50 partners with iHeartMedia because anybody can do a podcast and put it up on the iHeart right. podcast app, right? But not any, not everybody is partnered with iHeartMedia. And, you know, we're, 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 we have commercials playing all over on FM radio about our podcast and we're heard in 113 countries and we have a great platform for cannabis businesses, probably the only one really, for cannabis businesses to come and talk about their products and talk about what they're doing in the space and getting it out there because you can't advertise. Cannabis businesses aren't allowed to advertise like with iHeart can't take their money. iHeart can't take cannabis money, you know, but we can. Our podcast, we can get you on our show and talk about it and then you're going to be heard and you're going to be heard all over. You know, in 113 countries. So we're we're taking this platform, and you know, we we we've we do great great interviews with doctors and scientists and people in the industry. You know, we we just had on uh, uh, Richard Delisi, who was just released after an 80 year sentence, and uh, Corvain Corvain Cooper, the Last Prisoners Project, was just released. Not to mention, you know, Tommy Chong and Carlos Santana, and on and on the interviews we've done. Uh, and opening up this space and showing that the cannabis industry is a force to be reckoned with. Yes, and that's exactly what I'm trying to do with my podcast. I'm doing almost the same thing, but I'm trying to go on the route to trying to open the doors for first responders and veterans to have access to that. Because it, it seems like athletes are going to get it first, but yet those athletes still call 911. And since they can perform super feats of strength and everything else on it, we don't see why first responders should not be able to access of it either. Right. I also heard on Clubhouse, another interesting story was your shut the fuck up site. You trademarked it, but you had like a, it was like a little battle going on to actually get that through a trademark. Was it not? Uh, Yeah, we, uh, I mean, we, we have our trademarks for shut the fuck up and the script and everything. And there are attorneys who are starting to copy us, you know? copycats out there which is fine which is great you know we're the more people who can learn this the better you know and you know if somebody's using what we've created we'd like credit you know give us the credit for it you know and and most attorneys uh have you know 
We haven't had uh, too many. There's been one guy, <laughs> one 800 no cuffs. And <laughs> he, he's a, an attorney in California who's been uh, doing DUIs for like 30, 40 years, 30 years. I don't know what it was. And his whole premise was um, nobody likes to be in handcuffs unless you're into that sort of thing. And his whole he did a big DUI attorney and uh, he's had radio ads for years, and years. And so suddenly, I think it was about two years ago, somebody messaged me on Instagram. Somebody's ripping you off. I heard your radio ad. Like, oh, that's weird. We don't have a radio ad. And all our stuff's on social media. And so, and then I got a couple more and a couple more. And people are like, hey, I heard your ad. I heard, what the fuck is it? And so we find out it's this guy, 1-800-NO-CUFFS, who's now doing, you have the right to shut the fuck up when cops ask questions. <laughs> And so um, our attorney sent the letter and we don't hear that ad anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's, it, it's quite interesting. And the fact that we were able to trademark shut the fuck up um, was recent, very recently because of another case that happened in the trademark world. Um, but we have that trademark for legal services, along with the 25 word script and you know, hashtag STFU, anything else that comes out of our mouth, we have protected it. That's great. Mark, uh, listen, I appreciate you coming on my show. It, it, it was a wealth of knowledge from my end. I mean, I learned a whole bunch of stuff. If people wanted to follow you or reach out to you, where would they actually do it? So we're everywhere. So on, on Instagram, our mother load, that's pot underscore brothers underscore at underscore law. And then we are also same, same uh, handle on TikTok. Uh, Mark Wasserman on LinkedIn, Facebook's Pop Brothers at Law, YouTube's Pop Brothers at Law. We're on all the social media platforms. If you want to reach out to us, 855-WASS-LAW, W-A-S-S-L-A-W. That's our toll-free number. Now, while we are attorneys here in California, because of our social media reach, we have a very wide-reaching network of attorneys that we can refer you to. So if you have a matter in another state somewhere, even another country, we have uh, attorneys in other some other countries that have tapped into us and we can refer you uh, where whatever you need to uh, attorneys in other states. So we welcome anyone to call and reach out. We're also now, as you mentioned, on Clubhouse, just got on Clubhouse like, I don't know, just a couple of weeks ago. And it's an amazing platform. And we're uh, we just we did a thing this morning, uh, cannabis and criminal social uh, criminal justice reform. And so look for us on Clubhouse. We'll, we're going to be doing more and getting more active there as well. That's great. The documentary you mentioned, is it out already? Uh, no, it is not out yet. It is being finished up. And that's called again, that's called the Terry era. T-E-R-R-Y era. And if you go to imdb.com, we're asking people to go check that out. Leave a little comment and a rating. It all, uh, you know, that, that always helps. And, uh, you know, we're looking hopefully to release it on Netflix. We'll see. Uh, but it's, it's important work. And there's also another website called Delete Laws with a Z, L-A-W-Z, Delete Laws. And that's kind of working in conjunction with the Terry era documentary where we're creating a website, people can go on, hey, here's a stupid law. It should be deleted. You know, and there's lots of those. <laughs> there's lots of dumb, archaic laws that we need to get rid of. So that's uh, those are two other projects that we are uh, heavily involved with that we want people to check out. 
That's great. I'll grab those links from you when you get off this this great call. And what I'll do is I'll put it down in the uh, in the links below the uh, the uh, the whole episode and everything. Mark, I appreciate your time. I know it's early out there in California, so I hope I didn't get you up too early. Oh, are you kidding me? I, I barely sleep, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm up at four twenty in the morning taking hits. <laughs> hey, Mark, I, I got I got one more thing. If you want, shoot, I offer this up whenever I do a podcast. Uh, in, in an effort to further teach the script and embed it in people's minds, particularly the younger generation, we created a poem called Am I Being Detained or Am I Free to Go? In an effort to, uh, as I said, further ingrain these, these fine details in your mind. So if you'd like, I can uh, give that to you. Yes, please do. And this is something that I've actually done well, before the pandemic, we were at concerts and events, and I've actually opened for musical acts doing this and on stages all over the place. Uh, and so when the pandemic hit, I started doing it online like this uh, for interviews and, and stuff like that. And so without further ado, I'll give that to you. It's called Am I Being Detained or Am I Free to Go? A slam poem by the Pop Brothers at Law. Am I being detained or am I free to go? This is what to say. My lawyer tells me so. The cops are out there doing a job. Sometimes they must contain a mob, a thankless job that saves many lives. At their home are worried children, husbands, and wives. But does that give them the right to stomp on my rights? So we are here for you, the cannabis community, to fight, to let you know it's okay to just shut the fuck up when cops ask questions. You start with, I'm not discussing my day, end with, I invoke the fifth. These ain't suggestions. These are words to live by, to memorize. See, it's not about the size of that cop's gun, because they want you to run. So they could pull that macho gun and shoot you for fleeing the scene. Some cops are just plain mean. We must shut it off, shut it down. Those feelings of anger that instantly come around when that cop has to show his power and his might without cause, without reason. And we know they're not right. We must remain calm. Keep the devil sleeping on the left shoulder. We must be cold, even colder. Ice must flow through your veins to shut that heat. The blood that rushed your brain straight from your feet when that cop disrespected you because you wouldn't tell him what that smell was. And he accuses you of a pot DUI because he absolutely knows that you're buzzed. But see, they can't tell and they don't know. Only if you tell them so. Oh, officer, I smoked a joint a few hours ago. Officer, here's my medical rec. Officer, I'm a marijuana patient. We live in America. Prohibition still exists. That cop's going to do whatever he's going to do. 50-50, he arrests you. Give us a chance to represent you with a defense that's blazing. Let us show you in court we're amazing. But we can only do that if you listen to our tips. Now let me see you move your lips. You know the drill. When the cops ask questions, we say, I'm not discussing my day. Am I being detained or am I free to go? I invoke the fifth and then you shut the fuck up. It's all about what you say and what you do. We have given you the script. We are telling you what to say. We are telling you what to do. We've put your hands up in protection mode. But should you take a shot to the jaw, we will be here fighting for the cannabis community because we are the Pot Brothers at Law. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. That was great. <laughs> Always like to spit that one out when I can. That is that is awesome. I, I love that one. Definitely going to put that in the little little blurps for your uh, your previews. <laughs> very cool. Well, I Mark, had a great time. Thank you, Mark, very much. It's nice knowing you. I will see you on Clubhouse, and you have a great week. 
Absolutely. You too. Take care. Talk Have soon. a good one. Bye. If you're still listening to this, that means you gained some type of value. So what we need you to do is leave a review and make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode of The Good Dudes Crew.